Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we have people listening to us from all over the world now. So thank you very much to people who are listening to this podcast. And thanks, of course, to Ron from Podcast City who helps us out every time with the podcast. And of course, here on Radio Italia Uno from Adelaide on 87.6 FM. Hope everybody's had a great weekend. In Adelaide, it's been quite a good weekend. We've had a lot of things happening as far as fringe effects. We've had uh, food festivals, we've had motor racing, we've had so many things happening. And the football um, last weekend and this weekend for the first time was a full crowd. We've had just being very lucky and very smart with this coronavirus. Uh, We've looked after ourselves, we looked after the state and we have had full capacity at our sporting fields and sporting ovals and over 40-something thousand, nearly 45,000 at the football game the other night. So that just goes to prove how well we are being looked after and looking after ourselves. But also, we've had some great... Last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of fantastic guests. I mean, we always have good guests, and this this week we've got an even better guest, you know, if there's such a thing as even better than better. But, you know, we... It's funny because sometimes we hear something and we hear it and we hear it. And it's sort of like if you can imagine like a big jar, you know, like a a funnel and all this stuff is put into the funnel at the top, you know, and we put all this stuff in, we put all this stuff in and it all comes out the bottom. And sometimes you get a little blockage there, you know, and, and it's just like a little block and you've got all this stuff on top of the funnel and everything's on top there. The more you put in, it just seems overwhelmed. And you think, look, I've had enough. I'm, I don't need any more. You know, I've learned enough. I've picked up enough information. But then all of a sudden, somebody just shakes that funnel a little bit or pulls a pin out from the bottom and everything comes rushing through. And our guest today is going to be talking about those sort of things that happen, you know, and, and sometimes... We were talking about coaching. We talk about mentors. And I got some really good calls the other day, and I got some messages, and I want to talk about those messages. I got a message from somebody in Africa, and I'm not too sure what country they're actually from, because the guy that was in Turkey at the university the other night, we were talking to somebody at the university in Turkey who comes from somewhere in Africa, and there was somebody else in another country who heard this uh, podcast and sent me a message, but it didn't say what country he was from. But he was saying how he just appreciated the fact that he could go and listen to it. And he let his, um, I think his son was there helping him or sitting alongside him and heard a particular phrase we were talking about, how you could go from one country and study totally in another country and then come back and help your country or help your village and help your town. And this guy just said, Dad, that's what I want to do. (laughs) And he could not believe it because for the last three or four years, he's been trying to get his son to go through uh, high school and then go to a university, but he wants him to go to a, a university in another country and he's working really, really hard to do this for his son and his son was very half-hearted about it. But when he heard the chap that was in Turkey, at the university in Turkey in Istanbul that was studying there but was from Africa, 
he immediately said, Dad, that's what I want to do. And it was so, so heartwarming for his father. He said, I've been trying to get this thing through to my son, that he, how important it was to study, how important it was to do that, and to come back and just heard, you know, a, a five-second thing. And he said, let me hear the rest of this. And he, he listened to it for, you know, a couple of minutes. And all of a sudden he said, that's what I want to do. So it's just so important. And, you know, we can't emphasize it enough how important it is to just try and teach our children. You know, there's songs about it. There's stories about it. Teach your children well. You know, they are the future. They are the the next generation. That's the next president of the country. That's the next prime minister. That's the next governor. That's the next your son, your daughters, they are the future. They are the ones that are going to carry us through to the next generation and the generation after that and on and on and on. And and that's what this program is really all about. It's about happy business. We talk about happy business and anything to do with business, anything to do without being happy at, because if you're not happy at work, you wouldn't be happy at home. You know, if you're not happy at home, you're not going to be happy at work. So it's a never, it's a circle. It's a circle of life. You know, the song by Elton John, you know, the circle of life, you're beginning and it goes through and then it starts all over again. It's just a, a great combination of circles. Now, in the studio here with me, I have Matt. Hello. Hey, Matt. Welcome again. And thank Good you for coming here. in. And, of course, our uh, good friend here of the studio and of this radio station and especially of Happy Business Radio from uh, Podcast City is Ron. So, Ron Fiedler, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for helping us out. And, you know, thank you for staying with us today. And, and we want to talk to you about all the things we've talked about yes. over the yes. last, you know, five, six months especially. Well, so, thank you for having me on the show, Peter. It's always a pleasure to be on Happy Business. Look, it was great. We had a, a couple of people a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about abuse in so many ways, you know, mm. that people get abused. I've had to do some coaching and some counselling with some people these last couple of weeks. Like I think I mentioned on my previous shows, there was people who at work were showing signs of stress and anxiety really, really bad. Yes. And the boss was wondering why, because everybody else was happy and this one particular person wasn't. And every time somebody went up to them, they went, <gasps> you know, and I said, well, you know, what's the problem? You know, what's the problem? I, I just called you. I just asked you. And, and the person would be scared when somebody walked up to them mm. every time. And the boss found out about it and he was really concerned about it and they got this other lady to talk to her and said, look, you know, you know, what's the problem? And it came out that so she wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> like you, you said, Matt, that nobody talks about therapy or talks about their personal lives or whatever. But she opened up to this other person and said, look, this is what's happening. My husband has been beating me up. I've had this problem, that problem, that problem. And it's been going on for a long time. And the boss was concerned that productivity is affected. Mm. You know, the other workers around her are affected. And, and, but when they found out about it, they all supported her. They all said, look, you know, well, okay, well, we know how to treat you. We know what the problem is. We're going to help you. You know, at work, you're safe. You're here, whatever. Yes. And she felt so safe. But what is really, really, really important, everybody's productivity raised, not but just her productivity, because she was in a better mood. Everybody around her were in a better mood. And because they were in a better mood, she was in a better mood. So it really helped everybody. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing I think, Peter, is when you're at work and you've got people that bring their problems, whether whether they bring their problems because they've got no choice, 
it really does put a damper on the whole business. And when you can help people with their, their situation, it brings you back up again. And, of course, you feel great inside because you're helping someone. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what it's like. Matt is here and he's from America, so he's got uh, an insight on you know uh, some of the things that happened in America. But you've also ran a couple of businesses here in Australia and you've employed staff and quite a few different staff. So, uh, you know, you've been on the front line there mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way, haven't you? Correct, yes. But what we're saying, last night or late yesterday afternoon, after our workshop actually, mm-hmm. we um, I was talking to somebody and asked me to talk to them, help them out. In their previous job... They had this uh, situation that uh, arose that the guy was very jealous of this chap. Now, he was just a friendly chap. You know, he's just a nice, happy chap, chappy, you know. And, yes, he's got his own issues, but he's, you know, very friendly, very sociable. And he was getting friendly with a couple of the other girls and the other guys mm. on the in the workshop. Mm. Anyway, this one guy, unbeknownst to him, sort of just didn't like him. You know, didn't like him. It was like everything he did was like all the time. And the guy said, what's wrong with him? You're like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm really nice. I'm trying to be friendly and the rest of it. What eventually happened was he found out that he was friendly with a couple of the girls on, you know, on the table and working that he was working with. And this guy was very jealous. Mm. He was jealous because he was trying to get the affection of this one lady Oh, or yes. this one girl yes. who this guy was really friendly with and chatty with and all the rest of it. But he was like four or five guys all working together, you know, people, girls and guys working together. And this other guy's on this other side, you know, and he was trying to attract this girl and he was jealous that he had a good relationship with her. You know, they would chit-chat and sit down and have lunch together and breakfast and, and smokos or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, and this other guy was like, and he said, well, when he found out what the problem was, it was almost just before he was ready to leave the company because, he, you know, he... he the project that they were on had finished and he said like if this guy was really interested in this girl why didn't he just stay there for lunch or why didn't he why did he go to the other end of the factory to sit down when when it was lunchtime or why didn't he stay in the same tea room when we were having tea or you know afternoon Mm. break or you know whatever he said just couldn't work him out you know but he hated him or he always went against him because he said you know like unbeknownst to me this guy was jealous of me. <laughs> you know, so this happens in factories. This happens at schools. This happens at work. So sometimes things happen which is just not your fault. Yes, that's but, right. You know, it's hard to be aware of. We were I've, talking I've never about- had that experience where no one never liked me. <laughs> um, everyone's always liked me, so I can't relate. Oh, that's all no, right. But some I, I think some what people are just likable, Matt. Yeah, some yeah, people it's are just, just likable. It's just, you know, it's just I was given that it's gift. Just that, and, it's just you that know. you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that I'm not self-aware enough to know that nobody likes me. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, I think it's very important. I read a book years ago uh, called uh, Bringing Out the Best in People by Dr. Adeline Loy McGinnis. And just one of the that, things... Sorry, say that name again because there are people who may want to look this sure, up. Sure, it's so. called Bringing Out the Best in People. It's written by a guy named Dr. Alan Loy McGinnis. And one of the points he makes is the boss that sits there and says, I don't want to hear about this, you know, disagreement between uh, you two people uh, is really, really hurting himself and hurting the business and hurting the staff. I mean, part of your job is to be, and and if you listen, uh, not to do a quick plug here, but if you listen to the leadership podcast that's coming out on my show today, one of the things that we talk about is that you part of your job as a leader 
business owner is to be a referee. You know, you don't want to choose sides. You want to be an impartial referee, but you want everybody to be able to air out their issues, get the two parties to a compromise, and then push the compromise. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the days of going to work and, and not bringing your family life in is gone. What I mean by that is because of social media and, and the way we work these days, you've got a second family basically now at work mm. because you're dealing with these people all the time, not just at work, but also at home. I mean, back in my father's days, when you went home, unless someone rang you at home, you couldn't get in contact with someone, yeah. but now we're constantly in contact. So of course, something's going to come up. Something might come up such as a disagreement between something that you've done outside of work that's going to come into, into work. So therefore, as a good leader, you need to deal with that. And and if you don't deal with it and just push it aside, it's going to really not help productivity. And also well, the fact that people are working more and more hours. Yes, so they just yeah. can't, if they're contractors, they might be working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Uh, and if they're key employees, they might be working 50 hours a week or more. And they just can't bury those problems that many hours a week. Exactly. Yeah. You got that other, right, Matt. The other thing you, you, you said, Ron, was very, very important. I just want to go back to what you just yes. said about, you know, a leader has to do this, 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 and this. And you said how a leader needs to do all those things. But sometimes a leader just needs to have somebody he can delegate that part of it to. Of course. And, and we, we had a, a coach in here just last week that you'll hear. I'll mention his name again, Graham Corns. He was a, a great footballer, South Australian footballer. And he was a coach of the South Australian team, which was at the time the Crows. He coached them to one or two premierships. I mean, you know, like it's top of Australia. So he was a really very, very good coach. But when he was in here, he also mentioned that he is the coach of the whole team. But we also have assistant coaches and we had coaches for the midfield. We have coaches for the rear. We have coaches for the front. You know, we have coaches to do everything. We have like all the doctors look after the medical side. The, the uh, dietitian looks after the diet side. The psychiatrist, the psychologist, the, the, the uh, health professionals look after all their muscular problems, you know. Yeah. So we have different coaches looking after different parts of them, like different mentors and stuff like that. And that's what I want to talk about in our next session now. So we've got to take a break now because our time is up. We'll come straight back after these commercials. Thank you so much for listening. We'll come straight back. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 8182 
Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 to 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia Uno sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley and you're listening to Happy Business with Peter Salerno. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And of course, thank you to all our sponsors of Radio Italia Uno. We are Radio Italia Uno 87.6 here in Adelaide and we're going across the world. Thank you to everybody that's listening to us around the world on our podcast. And of course, thank you to Ron Fiedler, who's here as our special guest today. He also helps us out with our podcasting from Podcast City here in Adelaide and he can help you if you need help regarding podcasting. Talk to him. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, you're welcome. And you're doing a great job with our podcast. Thank you so much. And, of course, the information that we give out, it's always a a pleasure to help somebody, you know. And when when I get messages from people to say, oh, look, I I heard that section and I liked it or I heard that show, I liked it. And I want to say I got some messages the other day. I think I told you straight away. I got some messages on LinkedIn saying that Mm -hmm. they'd heard Melody Mm -hmm. Horrell's uh, Mm -hmm. version and – I, honestly, I got some fantastic feedback. You know, mm. we, we had some fantastic feedback, and I think you answered a couple of those messages as well. Yes, yes. And even Marilyn said that it was the longest interview she's ever had. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she did say that, yes. Yeah, she said normally... It was the longest interview, or it felt like the longest <laughs> interview? <laughs> it was. It was. Oh, okay. No, she gave us a real great feedback and great recommendations, and, and a couple of my friends that heard it said they've passed it on to a couple of other people. But what is more important is... We've had people in New South Wales and Victoria that have don't even know about the show but have heard about it. And the other thing, of course, people overseas that have contacted me and, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it on air because some things are, are very personal, but there's been situations where people have really beat up on their wives or mm. beat up on their children or beat up on their, you know, daughters, their sons or whatever, or even... One guy almost killed his brother-in-law because of something that he thought he'd done to his wife and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And guys are beating up on each other because they're thinking that they're flirting with their wives or each other's wives or jealousy or whatever, you know. So that's all becomes harassment. It's Mm. all to do with harassment. And it's so important that it's just one little thing can stop that. You know, there is people can get help. And all the information that I've got, that people think they can't get help. They think that they're, they're locked in, you know, that what else do I do? And the other night I was watching a movie and it was a movie set in, in the early 70s and early 60s and 70s. And the same thing, this lady was going to the doctor and says, I need help. 
you know, I, I don't want to have any more babies. You know, mm. can you help me? And the guy says, no, we can't. The, the, the doctors won't allow it. The hospital won't allow it. I'm not allowed to do your, your tubal ligation and this and that and all the rest of it. And, and then he realised why she was asking. Yeah. And yes. the backstory came out about how her husband was beating her up really badly and how her husband was beating her children up really badly and, and how the whole thing was so bad. And I thought, wow, I'm watching a movie and all of a yeah. sudden the message is coming through to me, you know. And I just hope that other people see the message as well because there is hope out there and a lot of people think there isn't. And that's the other thing we talked about earlier about picking a coach, picking a mentor, picking somebody that you can talk to because there are yes. a lot of people out there who are happy to talk and help, you know, advise, you know. But on the other hand, you've got to be careful who you take advice from. That's oh. right. I had a coach once, my first coach in real estate said to me, listen to everyone because they're going to ta teach you two things, something that's going to help you or something for you to avoid. Yep. And it's so true. I listen to some people and I think, my God, I'm glad I did listen to you because I'm yeah. never going to do that. Yep. And I've avoided making a mistake that would have cost me money, time or a relationship. Mm. Yep, that's true. Matt, you've, coming from America, you've got to, like, you know, it's good to have the cultural differences mm -hmm. and, and the upbringing, which is different. You, you, you come from Chicago and, you know, like, as we know, Chicago is a tough town, you know, mm -hmm. and, and your father was a, a Chicago cop. So mm -hmm. you would have picked up a lot of stuff, you know, what do they say, without knowing sort of thing, you know, vicariously. You know, you pick up subconsciously, subconsciously yeah. you know, from your father. And we were lucky to have him on the program a couple of weeks back. And he gave us some great information as well. So yeah. how do you see the difference in Australia when it comes to coaches? Like, is it a big thing in America that people get coaches? Like here, it's really starting to become out. I mean, you've got some brilliant international American coaches that, that do a lot of podcasts. They do a lot of videos. But in America, do organizations have their own coach or do they actually people go out and find a coach both yeah no i'd say it's more prevalent in america than in australia yep yeah because we uh, I, I don't want to be i already started this path so now i have to <laughs> reach it to its conclusion but we kind of i don't want to say uh, it seems like we started that whole process yep. so yeah no I, I i would say it's pretty prevalent because they under in America, you want to reach the objective, and if you and you use all the tools available to you. Yeah. So that's uh, it's. I heard a I heard I read another book years ago uh, called "The Road Less Traveled" by M. Scott Peck, who is one of the most well known and respected psychologists, psychiatrists in the world, and he gives the analogy of you can build a house without nails. Okay. Okay. But the process is a lot more difficult, mm -hmm. and you got to do a lot of work you wouldn't have to do. So you should use nails. <laughs> so that's how they, they kind of – that's the example he uses for therapy and or coaching yep. where, yeah, you can get there, but you're gonna have, it's going to be so difficult, and you're going to have all these challenges, and you're going to have to do all these workarounds. It's just better to utilize the tools that you have. And that you can that that are you know readily available to you. So a question for Peter and yeah. yourself: You always told to invest in yourself. Yes. So do you think that people in Australia are not getting coaches because they don't want to put the money up? That in the long run is going to make make them money. Oh look, I think that's everywhere, not just in Australia. I think it's everywhere. People when they're rich, 
they they like to show off their richness by buying sports cars or flash cars, flash clothing, you know, boats and mm. holidays and that sort of stuff. But getting there, nobody wants to spend any money. Yeah, mm. and and people say I don't have the money. Well, or do the work. Or do the work. But the same thing. It's like if you're a tradesman and you want to be a tradesman, you're not going to do any work if you don't have the tools, mm. right? You don't have the tools. You can't do the work. And, you know, if you don't have the nails, it's going to take you a lot longer to make wooden pegs. Yep. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I've been to a couple of buildings around the world. A few years back when I was in Poland, I saw a whole church that's built with no nails. I, I, I built yeah. – there's a huge other building that I went to – and no nails at all. No mm. nails. They were all wooden pegs that they used to make wooden nails and spikes and like they call them today, they've little, little skewers, pegs, yeah. skewers, yeah. you know. But but the point is, what we're trying to say is without the right tools, you can't do anything. And, you know, and a, and a tradesman can't work efficiently without the right tools. Now, in your tool bag and in your toolbox and in your thing should be a coach, should be the money put aside for a coach, the money put aside for a mentor, the money put aside for your good lawyer, the money put aside for a good accountant. Now, one of my guests that is coming in in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to talk about this now, but I was going to wait till he came, but I'll mention it now because he had a huge business here in Adelaide. Yeah. Huge business, right? Then he started another business, right? And we'll talk about that when he comes on. But And he grew and grew and grew right? Really very, very successful. But unfortunately, he had the wrong people in the wrong positions. Mm. And one of his CEO, right? And he, the chap was the CEO of the company, the, you know, the chief financial officer, the chief, the managing director of the company took over this two or three positions, yeah. right? And when one person takes more than one key position, that's a no-no for as I'm concerned because, you know, but he took over the position as the managing director of the company and, and the businesses and he, he was in charge of two or three of the businesses overall and everybody had to report back to him and he wasn't responsible to anybody Yeah, and that person ruined the company. So you're saying that in, in that position there that having two or three managers – is is a better over, overview of the business. So if something well, does go wrong, there are other people that know it's going wrong. Yes, that's one very, very important thing. But the the, the other thing is, uh, let's talk about any business, yep. any business. If you've got an accountant and the accountant says, oh, do this, do this, do this, set it up like this, and the accountant sets it up for you, it's not going to be really... In 90% of the cases, it's not going to be anywhere as good as if you went to a solicitor, a lawyer, call him what you will, you know, and said- A shark. A shark. <laughs> go to a, a, a lawyer and say, how do I set up this company structure? Yeah. Right? Yes. At, from the legal point of view, and the accountant will do it from the accounting point of view. Mm -hmm. Up until recently, accountants used to do it all. You need a community, the old cliche goes. Sorry? You need a community, as the old cliche goes. Yeah, you need yeah. a community. You need a, a family tree. You need a, mm -hmm. a, a group of people. Now, this is very important. Now, even if you're studying at the moment to be whatever trade you want to be, work out who are the trades, who are the businesses you can work with. Yeah. Right. So if you're a lawyer, you need to work with other lawyers. If you're a, an accountant, you've got to work with other accountants. But 
a lawyer should also work with accountants. An accountant should also work with lawyers. And a doctor should work with a, a physiotherapist and should work with a, an orthodontist and this and that and everybody else. Because, you know, I've got to go to a heart specialist, right? And I went to a heart specialist. I'm thinking, okay, I'm pretty lame, you know. <laughs> and I said, I'll just go to a heart specialist. And the guy says, oh, no, no, you need to see that guy. And I said, why? He said, well, I'm a, I'm a heart specialist and I do the whole thing. He said, but you need to see this guy who's an electrocardiograph. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, what does that mean? He said, oh, he's like an electrician. He tells you what beats, what makes the beats and all that sort of stuff. And I said, okay. So I went to the electrocardiograph. And then the guy says, no, there's nothing wrong with your electrics or I can't find where the fault is. Therefore, it must be the plumber, he said. You've got to go to a, a vascular Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A heart specialist. So, so there's a vac vascular heart specialist who deals with the vas vascular system and the blood going through every part of your body. And I thought, you know, you're a heart specialist, don't you just do it? He said, no, I only do the electrics. You've got to go to a guy who does the plumbing part of it. So I said, okay. So I went to him and he sat down and just watched television all day. And I thought, what are you doing? I said, you're supposed to be <laughs> helping me. He said, no, that's what I'm seeing, all your veins. <laughs> you know, he's got this big screen TV there and he's watching it, you know, while, yep. while they're trying to race my heart, stop my heart and pump it really fast and then put me into drugs to make me stop and they stopped my heart three times during that particular operation. And one stage they said they had to jump started to make a start again. Yeah. And then they had to watch it and see it, you know, so he's watching television all day, <laughs> you know, and I paid him thousands of dollars that day. And then, after they that. should have just had your wife come in because you always right. say that she stops your heart and <laughs> makes it flutter. Every time. <laughs> yeah, every, every time. time. But anyway, the point was that uh, after going to one specialist, I had to go to another specialist. And, and I had no idea that there were different specialists. You I see? think that's happening in business now. That, well, that's that where I'm going. Having these, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I think that one thing that's important, I mean, that's 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 the anybody that's trained or knows about problem solving knows that's one of the steps to planning or problem solving is identify the tools you need to be successful and then identify the people that you, you know you team. need to spot on your team on. to help you get those tools yeah. i mean that's problem solving and planning 101 i mean and yeah. if you're not aware of these steps then you definitely need some help and if you think about the successful people that are out there you don't have to be that cluey to be successful but, you, but the skill that's most important is that you can surround yourself with people that you can trust yes. and that know what they're doing. And you have systems in place to make sure that they're doing the right things. If you look at somebody like Ronald Reagan, you know, a lot of people would criticize him and say he's sleeping in staff meetings <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. But he surrounded himself with good people. Ross yeah. Perot, one of the reasons why he was a billionaire is he could always pick the right people for the right job. Jack yep. Welch, same thing. We can go on and on and on, yep. but that's key to success is having the right people around you who have, who can give you the right tools. Yep, you have to you have to pick your right coaches, you have to pick your right mentors, yes. you have to pick your right uh, team around you, but more importantly, you have to remember when to let them go. Yes. And that's one yes. thing I want to talk about. We'll come back. We've got to have a break. So thank you again for listening. We're on Radio Italia Uno and uh, Happy Business Radio. We're coming straight back after these commercial breaks. Yo, ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, unique stone, granito, marmo, Caesar stone. 
Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. Hi, this is David Heath and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Yes, thank you, and thank you to all our Radio Italia Uno listeners. Uh, Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide on 87.6 FM, coming to you Mondays from 2 till 3, uh, every Monday afternoon, and of course on podcast on Happy Business Radio. You can hear it anytime you like, wherever you are. And thank you very much to all those people that listen regularly, to the messages I get, and please keep sending me messages, anything you pick up, We will share, we can share and help other people because if it's important to you, it will be important to somebody else. Now, this next 10 minutes or so, I want to talk about how important it is to be ready to let people go. There are people in your life now that you can let go. There are people in your work situation you can let go. And because if you let them go, it's like carrying something. If you've got an armful of things and you find something better, you're going to have to put something down to pick up the better thing. And this is what happens. So sometimes you've got to be ready to let people go. You've got to be ready to change coaches. You've got to be ready to your coach will take you to a certain step. And then you go up to the next step. To go to the next step in your life, you've got to be ready to change. And, and that's where people hang on to things too long. And if you're carrying something or you're carrying somebody at work, you either say to the person, step up or step off, you know, step up or step out. And that's the thing in, in life in general. Yep. You know? yeah. Now, Matt, you I, That's called the, in, in coaching, that's called the drama triangle where you're stuck in this loop of – you know, them talking about their problem and they become codependent. But yep. I, I wanted to expand on something that Ron said that was talked about, you know, why people don't get coaches and, and yep. the help they need. And part of it ties into the Puritan work ethic, which is great. I mean, you know, work hard and you'll become successful. But, you know, that's not all of it. I mean, if you read a book, even going back to books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Uh, they they talk about the importance of being working smart versus working hard and you should do both 
if you want to be real successful. You've got to work hard, but you got to work smart. So, I mean, you can spend a lot of time, again, building this house without nails and work really hard to do it. But why don't you work real hard, build two houses and use nails? Yep. Yep. You know, so that's that's the uh, a point that we should expand on. And Ron made a great point during the break that, you know, you should put some money aside in your business and your personal life for a training budget. Yep. If you're spending all this money on advertising and staff and all these things to drive customers in and to expand your business and all that, well, one of your greatest assets is you. So if you don't work on yourself and improve yourself, how you're throwing that money away. And how are you going to build yeah. this business? So you need to have a training budget put aside to train yourself, to yeah. imp constantly improve yourself. Because well, as we all know, the definition of a company is it's just the length and shadow of one man. Mm. Yep. Yep. Well, this is, this is important. And, and the or fact is that trading... Uh, whether you call it a training budget, whether you call it uh, a re rescheduling budget, retooling budget, you know, whatever. If you've got a, a, an office where you use a lot of computers, you've got to be prepared to upgrade your computer system regularly. If you've got an office where, uh, where you're working and building things or if you've got a trade, you've got to be prepared to change your tools regularly. And, you know, like you say, if, you've got a, if you're a carpenter and you're using a, a saw and you don't sharpen that saw regularly enough, it's going to take you a lot longer to cut through that piece mm. of wood. Mm. I'll give you a really good example. There's a story that I'll, I'll share. and Some people have heard this story before. Some people may never have heard it. But I've heard it in so many different ways. And every time I hear it, it reminds me. There was this farmer that needed the paddock cleared, you know, of, of trees and bushes and stuff. And he, he hired a couple of people and he said, okay, look, I'd like you to, you say, you take that side of the river, you take this side of the creek, you know, and you do this side of the hill, you do that side of the hill and I'll pay you, for every tree you cut down, I'll pay you a dollar. And the guy says, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. <clears throat> and the guy went chop, 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 and, and away he went and he, there and he's, he's chopping so much, you see. And the guy's counting the trees and all the rest of it. And at the end of the day, the, the or middle of the day, the farmer comes and he says, how are you going? He says, I'm doing great. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Look, you know, I've chopped all these trees. He said, but that guy over there, he said, every time I look over, he's sitting in the shade of a tree, you know. And the farmer says, oh, really? Okay. So he goes over to him and he, he gives him some lunch and he says, oh, how are you going? He says, pretty good. He said, but that young man over there, he said, he really needs some advice he said uh, uh you know when when i finish tonight he said oh i have to go over and talk to him and the guy says oh oh okay he says why is that he said oh he said i, I noticed he said he said well he said the, the farmer said he said that every time he looks over here you're sitting down in the shade of a tree and the guy says yeah that's right he said but what he didn't see is what i was doing and the farmer was curious he said well you know, the young man, like he's like in his 30s, and he's chopping away nonstop all day. And this guy's chopping for a while and sits down, stops for a while and sits down. And the guy says, and the farmer said, well, what are you doing? You know, just curious, you know, what are you doing? He says, I'm sharpening my axe. He said, that young man there is half my age and working twice as hard as me to catch mm -hmm. up to me. He said, but I've done, look, I've done as many trees as him, but my axe is like razor sharp. And the guy, farmer says, oh, yeah, okay, okay, thanks, see you later. Anyway, that evening when the guy was, the farmer came and counted how many trees and the, he said to the young man, how many trees have you cut? You know, the, the two boys, you know, yeah. were there, the men, the older man and the guy. And the young man's going, <sighs> breathing hard and I've cut, you know, 40 trees today. And the guy over there says, 
I did 55. And the young man said, oh, no way. You couldn't have been cutting 55. He yeah. said, I, you, 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 it's dark. He said, you miscounted. He said, no. He said, well, every time I looked over, you were sitting in the shade. He said, yes, son. He said, but what you did not see, he said, what I was doing. And he said, well, what were you doing? He said, I was sharpening my axe. He said, look at your axe. It's as blunt as my thumb. He said, look at mine. It's as sharp as what it was when I started. Yeah. And the guy went, oh, oh. But the next day, the young boy stopped sharpened his axe a couple of times, chopped through the tree and realised he was sharp. Because it was a sharper axe, he chopped a few more trees. And then he stopped more regularly, you know. After about four or five trees, he chopped sharp. Then he looked across and he saw the guy was stopping after every third or fourth tree. So he stopped after every third or fourth tree. And at the end of that day, he had done 60-odd trees where the guy had still done 50-something, you see. So the young boy learnt a very, very powerful lesson about sharpening your axe. This is so important in any business, any business. And you said about going, Ron just talking about going to seminars and and listening to the seminar speaker instead of just being out the back having coffee. That's right. I I went to a seminar in Sydney only for a couple of hours because that's all I had. But there was one guy who was out networking all the time. The guy that was there was a very, very wealthy and well-known developer in uh, real estate. And he was telling people about how to get these leads where you can make some passive income of just one or 2,000. Well, that adds up when you've got 10 or 11 of these coming in a month. Yeah. But he was outside trying to chase maybe one lead when he could have been getting 10 leads yeah. by listening to this information. Yeah, yeah that's so true. And, and Matt, you alluded to that as well about, you know, uh, putting money aside, uh, having ready for the next change and, and upskilling yourself, going to conferences, going to seminars, it, whatever trade you're in, whatever business you're in. In today's business world, if you're not constantly improving yourself, you're going to get left behind. I mean, maybe 30 years ago, you could not work on yourself mm-hmm. and do the same thing year after year for after 30 year years. <laughs> and, and make money. But um, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on how you want to look at it, those days are gone. Yeah, I mean, you got to get ready. You got to be ready to let go of people. But you got to be ready to let go of your accountant. You got to get ready to let go of your solicitors. Now, this is very important because I can give you my own personal example. I was with an accountant who was very good at setting up businesses and, and basic stuff, and I didn't know anything. But as I learned, as I became better and better, I realized that my accountant did not know much about financial planning. Mm. Right, He knew about tax and tax uh, avoidance and tax setup and structures, but he didn't know much about financial planning. So I, I went to a financial planner to get some advice. And then I thought, wow, I need to learn this stuff. So I became a financial planner eventually. And I learned that stuff, you know, and when I went to my solicitor, I just thought, a lawyer is a lawyer. I didn't realize that there was a lawyer who did family law and there was a lawyer who did criminal law. You know, I was going to the wrong lawyer. <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing a lot, a lot of businesses think the family solicitor that's looked after us for many years is who I should go. But yeah. you've got patent lawyers, you've got trademark lawyers, it just goes on and on. And when you've got something, you need to have a specialised person yep. who knows everything about that particular by one the way, subject. Not yeah. only will they be less effective if you're using the wrong attorney, they're also going to bill you more. Yeah. Because part, <laughs> yes. of the, part, yes. of your, part of their job is going to be they're going to have to research and learn all that stuff. And they're going to bill you for the time that they're learning what advice they should be giving you. Yeah, or they're instead going to of go, just know that advice. Yeah, they're yeah. going to go and ask somebody else 
that they're going to pay for anyway, and then they pass it on to you. So you might as well just go straight to the horse's mouth, as they say, you know, mm. get the information from the people. Now, our time is up here. We're, we're going to let you listen to Matt's motivational moment now, and so we'll, we'll come back straight after that. Now it's time for a mentoring session with Happy Business Radio. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley, and today I want to tell you a story that you may have heard before, but it's worth repeating. In 16, this child was forced out of his home. In 18, his mother died. In 31, he failed in business. In 32, he ran for state legislature, and he lost. In 32, he lost his job, and he couldn't get into law school. In 33, he borrowed some money to start and invest in a new business. He failed. He spent 17 years paying off the debt. In 34, he ran for state legislature. He won. In 35, he was engaged to be married. His fiance died. In 36, he had a complete and total nervous breakdown. In 38, he tried to be in the state legislature. He lost. In 40, he sought to become an elector. He lost. In 43, he ran for Congress. He lost. In 46, he ran for Congress. He won. In 48, his party decided they did not want him to run again. In 49, he ran for land officer. He lost. In 54, he ran for Senate. He lost. In 56, he was tapped to be vice president. He lost. In 58, he lost again in the Senate race. But in 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States. Just a few, and I stress a few, of the challenges and problems that Abraham Lincoln had that I left out are these. He started the Black Hawk War as a captain. He ended it as a private. He had malaria in 1830 and 1835. He suffered from chronic and clinical depression. For that, he took these special blue pills. The only problem was they gave him mercury poisoning. He had multiple endocrine neoplasia type 2B, which is a disease that inflicts only four out of 100 million people. It manifests as tumors on all major organs, his mouth, and in his eyes. It gives him big blubbery lips. He has gastrointestinal issues, and this disease also made him tall, thin, and gangly. In fact, Abraham Lincoln was so ugly that we had to touch up the penny to make it acceptable for circulation. Fact. In 1863, in the middle of the Civil War, he had smallpox. In 1862, while the Union was losing the war, his son William died in the middle of the Civil War. His son Eddie already died in 1850. His wife was bipolar. She suffered from migraines. No president in the United States history, including Donald Trump, was vilified more by the press than Abraham Lincoln. He was referred to as the ape in Washington. The Gettysburg Address, which children recite to this day in the United States, was mocked as a joke. The entire Civil War began with his election. Imagine being elected president and half the country leaves in protest on your election. How did he respond to this? Well, at age 23, after losing his job, he enlisted in a volunteer regiment during the Black Hawk War and was elected captain by his fellow volunteers. In 24, when his business failed, he rebounded by being appointed postmaster and surveyor. A year later, he would win election for the first time to the Illinois State Legislature. At the age of 27, despite having a nervous breakdown the year before, he bounced back by getting reelected to the Illinois State Legislature. He also received his license to practice law in Illinois after studying for years on his own. Abraham Lincoln received less than nine months of schooling. 
at the age of 29. And in the next couple years, he was admitted to practice law in the United States Circuit and District Courts. He became a law partner of one of the most successful lawyers in Springfield, which is our capital in Illinois, by the way. After his failure to receive the nomination three years earlier, he was finally elected to the House of Representatives at 37. After he was forced to step down from Congress a year later, he was admitted to practice law at the U.S. Supreme Court. At the age of 45, though he was defeated for nomination to the U.S. Senate, Lincoln began to emerge as a leader of the brand new party that was established to abolish slavery, the Republican Party. He was a strong voice in the anti-slavery movement, and at the age of 51, he was elected as the 16th president of the United States. These experiences are what gave him the strength to hold the United States together, to free the slaves, and to give them the vote. Even though for the first two years of the war, the United States was losing badly. Even though many in the North wanted the war ended and wanted the South to just go on their way because no one cared about freeing the slaves. Even though he would likely lose re-election by following this course, he stuck to the task. And remember, the greatest thing that he had to overcome was himself. He was manically depressive. His biggest obstacle was himself, his own mental and physical health. He kept the United States together and ended slavery and gave them the citizenship and the vote. What would the world be like today if he hadn't? What would a world be like where slavery didn't end in 1865? Where the U.S. was two countries? What would have happened in World War I? Unlikely the U.S. could have helped much in Europe as the Confederate would have chosen one side of the war and the U.S. would have chosen the other. What about World War II? The Confederate state America would have had the same racial attitudes as Nazi Germany. There's no way the U.S. could have sent troops over to Europe. What about the Cold War? Luckily, we'll never have to find these things out. Abraham Lincoln taught us many things, too many to talk about today. But one of them had to be that there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people that have challenges, disappointments, failures, and let themselves be beaten. And others who take those challenges, disappointments, failures, and learn from them and use them to drive themselves toward success and accomplish things that can even sometimes change the world. The question is, which one are you? At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
Okay, thank you. Thank you so much to all our sponsors and thank you for you guys listening to this program so far. Uh, Radio Italia Uno here in Adelaide on uh, 87.6 FM and on Happy Business Radio. We are coming to you with courtesy of Ron uh, Fiedler, who is also our special guest today because he has such a wealth of knowledge um, in business and also he runs Podcast City here in Adelaide. And we're talking about the, the importance of getting a coach and a mentor. We're talking about the importance of picking the right coach and the right mentor. We're talking about the importance of, of changing, getting ready to change because a coach will take you to a certain step and then from there you go on to the next level. You know, like... When you, when you start in business, you need a coach to get you going. Then you need a coach for other reasons. And then it's like having the right accountant, having the right uh, structure around you, your team, having the, the right lawyer to do your structure and the right lawyer to do your business plans and your, like Ron said, depending what sort of business you have, if you've got uh, special contracts you need, covering, you know, whatever you need for that security, you need it. And you go to the right accountant to get that paperwork done properly for the business to set up your family trust your whatever it is you know make sure you have it structured correctly by the proper lawyer no don't get your family lawyer to do it because the family lawyer may not be the one to do it or you may ask him who should I go to for this and make sure that he doesn't say I'll do it for you and make sure, quiz him about, are you able to do this? You know, whatever. But also just want to say thank you, especially for Ron, for staying with us. And and you, you, you're a wealth of information. You really oh, are. Oh, Peter, I've learned so you much know. just by listening to this podcast since we since I came on board yep. over uh, nearly two years ago. Yep. It, the thing is, it's, as I said, you can learn two things. Something that's going to stick with you to save you time, money and effort, or you can learn something not to do. Yep. What not to do. What yeah. not to do. And that's <laughs> yeah. what this has brought me in this series on Happy Business Radio. Oh, good on you. And of course, Matt, thank you for joining us every week here. Pleasure's all mine. And now you've got your own show started now. Mm-hmm. And so, and and uh, let's talk about that for a little while because you not only are you going to be listening to Happy Business Radio, but you've got your own podcast and that they can find that on um, Radio Italia Uno. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, yeah, it's called Change the World. And we're going to, we take specific topics for four to six weeks and dig deep into them with the intention of uh, helping change the world for the better. Excellent. We're, curr- are, we're kicking it off with a four to six week session on leadership. We currently have on there a well-known change facilitator and business coach here in Adelaide named Gwen Meyer. And uh, she and I will be going through several different aspects of leadership. Excellent. Look, thank you very much. We've had a fantastic day today. It's been so fast. It is. That's the trouble. We need more time. (laughs) Look, if anything we've said today resonates with you, please let me know. Get in touch with us. Listen to the podcast and send me a text, a message, phone call or an email. And I'll get back to you. Any questions you have of me, of Matt, of Ron or any of our other uh, special guests, please let us know and we'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can. And if for some reason, for some reason we have not contacted you, please send us another email, contact us again. I get back to everybody that I can as soon as I can, but I have had trouble with my phone uh, this last weekend and, I, and I'm in trouble with my wife because I haven't been getting her text messages for some reason. So anyway... Thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Pleasure always. Pleasure is all mine. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye.
You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 